0: Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. Hello, good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is Lockdown Blue Jackets. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jay Foster. This is, as always, a daily podcast on all things Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, today, exciting news I have got part one of a two part crossover that I did with Jack Bushman of Lockdown Hawks. So uh, I will get right into it. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Jack Bushman of Lockdown Hawks. And we are gonna do a little bit of a preview of the upcoming game. Uh, a little bit of a breakdown of how the Hawks and the Blue Jackets have kind of fared so far this season. So uh, let's let's start with that actually. how How did you think the Hawks were going to do this season compared to how they've actually performed so far? Well, the
0: expectations heading into the season, they were they were definitely low. I mean, no Jonathan Taze, no Kirby Doc, no Brent Seabrook, no Alex Nylander. It seemed like de- December, right before 2020 could end, it just absolutely crushed us. And with a lot of young talent coming up in the organization, they were they were going to get a lot of time to play. So the expectations weren't all that high. Most sources and most Blackhawks fans kind of expected this team to be towards the bottom along with the Detroit Red Wings and also finishing near the bottom in the entire NHL. A lot of, a lot of people were assuming this was going to be a lottery team, but it's been a <laughs> tale of two worlds here with the Blackhawks in the regular season. I mean, they got off to a tough start 0-3-1 through the first four games and everybody was like, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be a rough one. But since then, we've actually picked up points in 10 of our last 11 games. We only have one regulation loss in our last 11 games. We've won three in a row, and all of a sudden we're in third in the Central Division with 16 points. No one really saw that coming, but it's been a pleasant surprise. And I got to give credit to Blackhawks head coach, Jeremy Colleton. He's got these young guys fearless right now. I mean, we just beat Dallas twice in their building, the West defending Western conference champion, Dallas stars. We beat them twice in their own building without any, without all the guys I just mentioned who are out. We have a rookie goaltender in that we had seven rookies in our lineup last night and we beat the defending Western conference champion, Dallas stars. So credit to Jeremy Colleton credit to this young team. They have no fear right now. And, Hopefully they'll be able to keep finding success. It's been a pleasant surprise so far through the first 14 games of the 2021 regular season. Jay.
1: Yeah, I I've actually been really impressed with kind of how the the Hawks have have picked themselves up this season. Uh, I'm especially impressed with um, Kevin Lankanen because <sighs> that was that was the big thing for me was okay, who are they going to put in goal? Right. They've got Malcolm Subban, who has not been great so far in his career. They've got uh, Colin Delia, who is pretty untested. And then they've exactly. got this new guy, Kevin Lankanen, who seems to have just come in and taken the taken the division kind of by storm a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's been the Kevin Lankanen show in Chicago. He's picked up five wins in his first nine starts, only one regulation loss. He has three OT losses, and in those games – he really deserved better. I mean, Kevin Lankinen could have an 8-1-0 record right now if the Hawks were able to finish off games in overtime. He's been an absolute beast for us. And it seems like every game right now, he's just very composed And that. That's the biggest thing for me watching Lankinen so far, uh, instead of Delia and Suban. Delia and Subban, they're kind of just reactionary save guys. And it feels like they give up some rebounds that they probably shouldn't because they're just so reactionary. They're never really closed into the shooter and have the best positioning. is the exact opposite. He seems to always be in the right spot. He makes every save look relatively easy. He's comfortable in that he's composed. And hearing him talk with the beat riders after games, after morning skates, the confidence is there. His confidence is so high. And that's what you need from a goaltender. You need him confident in himself that he can make every save possible in a game. And that's basically what Kevin Lankinen is doing for us right now. Last night, he allowed uh, a goal on the first shot of the game from Dallas. And then he went on to stop 34 in a row to pick up the two to one victory for the Blackhawks. So Kevin Lankinen, without a doubt, has been the MVP of this team so far, Jay. And when you get good goaltending, you find yourselves in games maybe you don't deserve to be in. And that's what's happened with the Blackhawks so far. You get good goaltending, you have a chance every night.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like you're playing with house money at this point, I feel like, with the Hawks. Like you weren't expecting to make the playoffs. You were probably going to be, you know, maybe one of the bottom five teams in the league this season. So, you know, any anything better than that is is an outright win. So right. Right. We, that's a good way to put to lose. it. House
0: yeah, that's a good way to put it. We're playing with house money essentially. Everything from here on on, uh, here on out, it's going to be a bonus. I mean, no one saw a six four and four record coming through the first fourteen games. No one would have pictured we'd be over five hundred with all the young players on the roster. So it's been a lot of fun so far. And however it goes the rest of the way, it's going to be a lot of fun because we know we have some of the pieces of the puzzle here to complete this rebuild in Chicago going forward. And right now. I mean, I keep my fingers crossed when I say this, but it's looking like the rebuild potentially could be shorter than a lot of Blackhawks fans were thinking because we're seeing a ton of these young guys perform well, and it's making everybody think about, wow, what could this team be like if Jonathan Taze were healthy, if Kirby Doc was here, if everyone was around? So it's definitely been a great start to the season. House money is a good way to put it, and I'm excited to see how the rest of the uh, 42 games in the regular season are going to go.
1: Yeah, I was kind of, like, coming into the season, I was thinking, right, okay, Detroit is going to be an easy game for us. <laughs> Chicago is going to be an easy game for us. And then we played... Uh, uh, two weeks ago. Yes, and I think you won one in regulation, and then we won one in a shootout or, an, or overtime?
0: Uh, Yeah, you guys won. No, you guys won three to one. It was regulation.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, so oh, no, yeah, we, right, but we, we
0: like- won, wait we won three to one in regulation. You guys won two to one in regulation. Yeah.
1: Right. Okay. There we go. I knew, I knew we'd, we'd split, we the, split. Yeah. the series. Um, But kind of coming into that series, I was like, okay, this could be like a really good confidence boost for us. Cause we have not really performed as well as I thought we would. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, okay. No, maybe, maybe I need to give this team a little bit more credit. Cause I think, and I think I saw, was it Mark Lazarus tweeted about it, that that game that you lost, might have been the Blackhawks' best effort yes, so far yes. that season.
0: <laughs> Seriously, that was true. That 2-1 to one loss, we played really well. Um, and that's been our only regulation loss in the last 11 games, so definitely nothing to hang our hat about. That was a great series between uh, our two teams. A lot of back-and-forth action, low scoring, good goaltending. I'm excited to see this series.
1: Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Jack, but first I've got to tell you about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is back. It's better than ever. Uh, And not only does it have 18 amazing regular flavors, but there is a brand new special edition flavor that is chocolate coconut brownie. Uh, I'm super excited to try that and you should be too. All their bars are covered in 100% chocolate, they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high protein, they're high fiber, they are great if you're on keto, they're great if you uh, love to go to the gym and you want like an extra hit of protein in your day, or if, like me, you want to pretend that you're eating a candy bar while actually eating something healthy without putting any effort in. Uh, and best of all, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code lockdown, you can get 20% off your next order. That's including all the orders on their special edition flavour, chocolate coconut brownie. Uh, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Get more of sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts.
0: The Blue Jackets, I feel like I talked about this on my podcast when we played. We're 14 games, 15 games into the season. I feel like the Jackets have had a full storyline from a regular season of news. Like, <laughs> what's been the atmosphere like in Columbus with everything that's going on?
1: Oh, man. I just, like... I was talking to to Nolan of Locked on Red Wings about this um, the other day, and it just feels very much like that bit in 30 Rock where um, Tina Fey's like, oh, what a week. And <laughs> Alec Baldwin's like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, like... It was all, obviously, the, the Dubois thing had kind of just started to blow over. I was settling in, and I was like, right, okay, we've had our drama for the season early. Everything is fine. And then Line A gets benched. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, Tortorella is ruining this. He's chasing another young star player out of town. Then it comes out that Line A uh, mouthed yeah. off one of the assistant coaches on the bench. I saw, I saw that this why morning. Benched. And then Koivu's retiring. <laughs> like, We've got injuries... All over the place. I'm like, can I just like I don't want to be the main character of the NHL? (laughs)
0: Like we're 14 games in. You got a full you got full plate over there. (laughs) But um with Line A, I mean, you know what kind of player you have and you know how torts is. And I wasn't, I mean, obviously everyone blew it up when they saw Line didn't, you know, had no time in the third period, but Torts isn't going to take any crap. He's that kind of guy. He doesn't care who you are. He's not going to stand it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, I talked about this um, a couple of, a couple episodes ago after the, um, after the benching where I, you know, I said, I don't, I agree with benching someone, if they make a mistake, not for the entire game, because it doesn't give them a chance to fix their mistakes. But now that it's all come out that, you know, and he's had kind of trouble like this before. I know in juniors, he got in trouble for, um, telling his head coach to F off, basically. So, you know, there is kind of precedent for for him kind of mouthing off to to coaches, which I don't think is great. But I do respect uh, Tortorella's decision to bench him for the entire game a lot more now. Uh, I think it'll show him that he can't kind of waltz in here and do whatever he he was doing in Winnipeg. Uh, And I think, frankly, I think he'll respond to that. Like, everything I've heard about him, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of fire he's got a lot of passion you know and I think Tortorella respects that and I think once Laine realizes okay we all want the same thing here uh, but I've got to like direct my um, frustration or anger or whatever caused him to kind of flip out I think once he realizes okay I can direct that somewhere else not at the coaches. Mm-hmm. Then I think we're gonna be we're gonna be just fine. I know everyone was really worried that it was gonna be like oh Torts and Line A are gonna not not get on at all. It's right. gonna be another Dubois situation, another Johansson situation, whatever. But I think once we've kind of cleared the air with this, and it looks like he's skating on his regular line uh, in practice this morning. So i I would be surprised if um, Line A did not come out uh, in this game against Chicago with a vengeance.
0: <laughs> yeah, and. The thing I, I think about it too is with torts, I mean, a lot of people see it as he's a guy who's trying to make the show about himself per se. And obviously, I mean, I don't know the guy, I don't know if that's true or false, but whether that be true or not, he's a good coach. I mean, I feel like you, you've said it, like this Jackets roster, they've had some injuries. There's been crazy stuff with Pierre-Luc Dubois right from the gate before he got traded. And yet the Jackets, they're still finding a way to win games in the last couple of years. I mean, I feel like Torts has always had this team playing pretty good hockey when, I mean, no disrespect, but sometimes I feel like when you look at the Blue Jackets roster, they might be overperforming expectations, at least in the past, I feel like last, last season, maybe. And I I feel like Torts, he does things for a reason. And obviously people flipped out before they heard about the report of line, mouthing off to the assistant coach or whatever, but He does things for a reason. It's not just random. And this guy knows how to coach. He's won a Stanley cup before. So uh, I get why people were freaking out a little bit, but as you said, it's probably in the long run, it was probably just a tactic to fire lining up. Like, obviously you want to discipline the guy. You don't want him just doing whatever he wants. He's what, 21 years old. You don't want a kid running the show in your organization thinking he can do whatever, but at the same time, that message had to be sent. And I think he he's waiting to see how Line is going to respond. And that was a good point you brought up. I think you can expect him to come out, probably firing the puck on all cylinders, trying trying to bury one against Chicago tomorrow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, just to kind of finish off a, a thought about Torts is, I feel like, and I talked about this on, on Twitter, like, as it happened, Torts' leash is about as long as the Jackets winning streak. So he does get results. You know, we are more than the sum of our parts you know you look at the roster you don't see okay we've got the second longest uh active playoff streak in the NHL at the minute like you don't look at the Blue Jackets think oh yeah perennial playoff Mm -hmm. contenders especially you know losing Bobrovsky losing Panarin like last season was kind of kind of how I you're approaching this season with the Hawks I was like okay like it's gonna be it's gonna be bad just accept it play with house money like every win's a every win's a, bu- a plus and we kind of we came out and we ended up overperforming, um and so yeah i think torts gets a lot of credit for um picking this team up and kind of definitely b- bumping them up to the next level um so to speak but the other the other thing is as well uh you are probably pretty familiar with line a uh, obviously he played in the mm-hmm. uh, central division with you guys how how do you think lankanen and, and kind of this young team is gonna fare against um line A, especially like that one timer that he's got from kind of i was call it a island but yeah <laughs> the left dot yeah
0: yeah i mean every time we played patrick line against winnipeg he was so no like just him carrying the puck into the offensive zone, he can he can root fit from three feet past the blue line. And I've seen him, like, his shot is that good. Top five in the NHL for sure. He has a rifle. And anytime he has the puck, he has the capability of making a play happen himself because he can skate and he can shoot. And the thing about line A in the power play is you got to feed him the puck. I mean, it, I've talked about this with the Blackhawks and Dominic Kubelik. When you have... A guy who can rifle the one timer like that, you have to give him as many looks as possible because there are few and far between uh, amount of players that can have, that have that capability of just one timing the puck from the dot and absolutely roofing it past the goaltender. You think of Ovechkin, Island, right? That maybe Steven Stamkos is in, in there too. He has a great one timer, but there's not very many guys who have that coveted shot that can really be a difference maker on the power play. So one thing for Columbus. Uh, I would really be trying to just get him the puck as many times as possible because anytime he has the puck on a stick, he has the capability to score goals. I mean, we've seen what he did in Winnipeg, even though some say he had kind of a down year the last couple of years, he's still a regular 20 near 30 goal scorer. So.
1: Coming up in just a minute, I've got some more of my conversation with Jack, but first, let's talk about Bell Online. BetOnline is the only place that has you covered, and it's the only place we trust for sports betting. The Super Bowl might be over, but the NBA is still happening. The NHL is happening. College sports are still going strong. So if you want to make a little bit of money, then sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to bet on who's going to score the opening goal of the game tomorrow, uh, then you can do that. If you want to... Guess the under on how many goals will be scored. Uh, Because it's looking like it's going to be a good, fun, goalie battle. Then you can do that too. So don't sit on the bench anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Every Wednesday on Lockdown NHL, take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Lockdown Kings and Tom Gazzola of Lockdown Oilers. Whether it's a top end look at top end contenders like Vegas and Colorado or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and the Blackhawks, Lockdown NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you get podcasts. I'd
0: be excited for the Jackets, not just to have Patrick Laine, but Jack Roslovic. Oh my God, what a goal the other night. Am I right?
1: Oh, yeah. That was, I sent uh I, I actually texted my friend after that goal. I was like, wow, I can't believe the best player in this trade was Jack Roslovic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? And I think that was a great pickup because he, a Columbus kid, right? Yep. And he's gonna want to play there. That's kind of been an issue, I would say, with Columbus is being able to get guys to stay there. And I feel like if Jack, Jack Rosselik's so young, a former first round pick, that he's gonna want to stay in his hometown. So I think that was an awesome pickup. And I mean, <laughs> the results have shown so far that it looks like it's been a pretty good good trade for the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to kind of weigh the trade up at the minute, obviously, because Pierre-Louis Dubois had to go yeah. and he's, oh, he only played his first game last night, but I know Harrison's really excited about um, about watching him play, but yeah, like, Jack Roselic has got seven points in his first seven games as a Blue Jacket. Like, you can see how excited he is to be here. Uh, currently, he's centering line a, who he's got, you know, pretty good, pretty good familiarity with, and uh, Cam Atkinson, who... Uh, Jack Russellwick grew up like wanting to be Cam Atkinson, so that's oh, that's sweet. It makes it makes me feel a little bit old because Cam Atkinson's only a couple of years older than me, <laughs> so I don't know how I'd feel about like about crazy. that if I was Cam. He's, but he's... Um, yeah, he, he clearly is just having he's just having a good time. Like you can see, he's having fun. He's not overthinking. He's getting more confident every time he steps on the ice. So yeah, Jack Russellwick, uh, and like when we acquired him all of the fancy stats guys were like oh he's not very good he's you know a third liner at best but he's he's just having a great time like I, i'm not an shows
0: i'm not an analytics guy i mean i analytics can tell you stuff behind the scenes but when people go full on dive into analytics and they don't even consider the eye test i think that's just a little off and clearly i mean rostovic has been proving them wrong so far and i think another big part of that is In Winnipeg, I feel like they were just they have their guys there. You know, they have Wheeler, they have Shifley, they have Kyle, they have Kyle Connor, they have Nikolai Ehlers, and they kind of just roll with their big guns to do all the heavy lifting. I feel like they were pretty reluctant to give Roslevic a huge role especially you know you took him in the first round you kind of want to get him into those situations and here in Columbus now he's playing a bigger role and he's thriving in it as you said seven points in his first seven games he looks like he's having fun and I'm honest I'm I'm sure that's a huge difference in it when you're playing hockey and you want to be there and you're having a good time you're playing on a line with your buddy and you're just making magic happen out there that's a lot of fun and that makes you know coming to the rink a lot easier when you can just have fun with your buddies and you're producing at the same time it feels like it's just a good situation for Roslovik to be in right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like people under understate that a lot, but like you've gotta to want to play hockey. Like I play, um I play Beer League, I've played for a couple of different teams. And playing for playing with guys that you like, playing with a team that like you 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 love going to the rink, it's you, you know, you just you like spending time with these guys. It just makes it so much better. Like, if and it you makes enjoy sense. spending time with your team, you're going to play better. You're going to perform more. And I think Russell Vick is kind of—he's got to come home. You know, he gets to see his family. Uh, you know, it's, I think it, you can't understate just how much like that is is affecting Absolutely. him. And I hate—I I used to hate that, like oh he's, he's gonna go he's gonna go home because it happens all the time with Toronto every single time like an Ontario born mm-hmm. player is you know into contract negotiations Toronto's like what if he wants to come home uh, <laughs> but, like now that we have our own kind of homegrown player I'm like okay no I uh, we have to keep him forever
0: <laughs> absolutely I mean it's looking good so far um I wanted to get into the Miku Koivu situation a little bit did see that coming at all were there any signs that was going to be the situation I mean I know obviously he signed in the offseason so it looked like he was going to be ready to go but I, I bring that up because the Blackhawks kind of had a similar situation with Corey Crawford I mean he left he went and signed with New Jersey and then all of a sudden before the season even starts he decided to to call it to hang up the skates and and No one was really surprised by the move, but at the same time, when someone goes out and signs another deal, you know, at some point along the way, they wanted to play another season. So did you see it coming at all with Koivu? And what was what was your reaction to that?
1: Uh, The short answer is no, Uh, I didn't see it coming at all. Um, The longer answer is that I didn't see it coming. But when I thought about it and when, you know, he talked about it in his press conference about things, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, he missed the first six or seven games of the season because he was in COVID protocol. Um, it's unconfirmed whether he actually had it, but if he'd been there for that long, I feel like probably mm-hmm. he did. Probably did. He missed most of training camp, and he talked about like not being able to put himself in um, in situations in games where he felt like he was keeping up with the team. And so I think it was probably a combination of you know the guys mm-hmm. – what 36 37 you know he's yeah he's up there he's already you know old for a hockey player and if he's you know struggling with getting back to normal after potentially having covid like we've seen um oh what's is it marco rossi from the wild yes
0: yes he just, had to go back to his country yeah
1: exactly because he had covid and he can't like he can't just recover from it and you know if that's happening to a 19 year old in you know the, definitely in, prime condition, then I feel like that's probably having an effect on uh, Koivu. I know, um, I think, yeah, I think he just was kind of a combination of, he's getting old and COVID took more out of him than he realized. And I think he's basically decided, right, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call it, you know, which it sucks for us because our um, center depth, which has gone from being really strong you know, we had Dubois, Domi, Koivu, and then uh, Riley Nash on the fourth line. And that was a really – that was the mm-hmm. strongest we've been at centre in in a long time. And then, obviously, Dubois is gone. Uh, Domi hasn't worked out thus far. Koivu's gone. You know, it's suddenly – I'm like, oh, okay, what are we <laughs> – what, what are we going to do at centre now? But, um, you know, I, I wish him the best, obviously. And I wish more guys would do what he did and what um, – Cory Crawford did, which is realize that hockey is not everything. You know, he's got kids, he's got um, Cory Crawford I've, like, just had a baby this Mm -hmm. offseason, right? Yes. You know, I I don't, and I I know that his, I don't know, you know, the the circumstances around his retirement or anything, but he missed a lot of time with post-concussion syndrome over the past couple of years. So I think you know, I I have all the respect in the world for him and for Koivu being like, no, okay, I've done my time. I've played my hockey. I'm going to look after myself. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Uh, tomorrow, I'll bring you the rest of my conversation with Jack uh, in, in a preview of tomorrow's game against the Blackhawks. Uh, if you would like to follow me for more... Blue Jackets rants. You can follow me at Jay the Goalie. You can follow this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at locked on bluejackets at gmail.com. If you want to follow Jack a little bit and, uh, get his thoughts on the Blackhawks then you can find him at Jack Bushman too you can find his podcast locked on Hawks at lO underscore Blackhawks uh, and I will see you tomorrow.